0: all right we're gonna get into some stuff but first we need to kind of really pick up where we kind of really left off because lately we've been doing a lot of let's talk lives right and shout out to the 70 people who were here again you might want to share this live you might want to share this live shout out to uh malaya checking in from west virginia all right um you might want to share this okay but again you might not i don't know because you know people be in their feelings We kind of really left off speaking about Hawaii, right? And shout out to For No Fame. If you guys did not um, see the live that we did earlier this morning, we spoke about Oprah, we spoke about billionaires, we spoke about Hawaii um, and what is happening in Hawaii. We kind of really reiterated that again on his channel. So if you're not subscribed to For No Fame you are doing yourself a major disservice please make sure you subscribe you hit the notification bell to him so when he goes live usually Monday through Friday or sometimes maybe on his uh membership if you would like to join his membership he offers membership as well I highly suggest that you do so and we had a very robust conversation about what is taking place in Hawaii in Maui and more specifically in Lahaina the neighborhood where um it was basically devastated okay now, the reason why I want to kind of really pick that up. All right. I want to share. Because y'all know I'm y'all know I'm all for tying things together, right? Y'all know that. And relating things together, right? So let's revisit that, shall we? So let's pick it up from the last. For those who were not here to see my live on Maui and why it was devastated and why these so-called fires, I'm going to be honest, to me, it seemed like they just used a laser beam on it and set the shit off, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. I want y'all to look at this uh, Melanated Queen. This is Queen Lily. We're going to touch on her again. This is Queen Lily. this is the last monarch of Hawaii. We're going to get into that as well. Okay? We're going to get into that. And we're going to get in is get into how she was overthrown out of her seat, right? But that's her. Before I before I even my bad y'all yeah, cuz I thought I had this up. Okay? But I want y'all to see her. That's her. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. Here we go. Here we go. We want to get into this section right here. But I want y'all to get a good look at her, right? This is her. All right. And if you want to know more about her, right, since everything is going on, there is, I'm gonna move this banner out the way. There is a book that was actually written on the diaries of Queen Lily, right? I call her Queen Lily, but her name is Queen uh Liliu Okalani. All right, the last monarch of Hawaii. This is her, y'all. This is her. All right. And this was basically uh, published and uh, pushed through by uh, David Forbes. So if you want to, you know, cop that or look into that, I highly suggest you look into it because I know I am. Right. But what we're going to do is we are going to get into her quote that I highlighted here. Again, we're going to be here. We're going to tie this all together. So I want y'all to see what she said. It had not entered, I'm gonna repeat it again, cause I said this the last live, but I'm, I'm gonna reiterate it again. And again, of course, just bear with me, relax, sit back, get your advice, cause it's all gonna make sense in a minute. She said, it had not entered into our hearts to believe that these friends and allies from the United States would ever go so far as to absolutely overthrow our form of government, seize our nation by the throat, and pass it over to an alien power. It had not entered into our hearts to believe that these friends and allies from the United States would ever go as far as to absolutely overthrow our form of government, seize our nation by the throat, and pass it over to an alien power. That's what she said. Now, what we got to understand is, is that the overthrow of Hawaii took some time. It took some time. All right. And I'm going to move this out the way. And I'm going to move me out the way. It took them four years to overthrow the Hawaiian monarch. Now, as you can see, it says the overthrow of 1893. Again, they work in numbers 130 years since this has happened. The treason trials of 1892 brought together the main players in the 1893 overthrow, all right? Now, we're going to get into what they're saying here, right? They're saying here that American Minister John L. Stevens voiced support for Hawaiian revolutionaries William R. Castle, a committee of safety member, served as defense counsel in treason trials. Alfred Stedman Hartwell, the 1893 annexation commissioner, led defense, and effort and Sanford B. Uh, Dole ruled as a Supreme Court justice against acts of conspiracy and treason. Now, the second paragraph is very important here, okay? On January 17th, 1893, a small group of sugar and pineapple growing businessmen, aided by the American minister to Hawaii and backed by heavily armed U.S. soldiers, Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. M. Marines deposed Queen Lily and installed a provisional government composed of members of the committee safety. According to scholar Lily, I'm sorry, excuse me, Lydia, I cannot say her last name and I do not want to butcher that out of respect. And Hawaii State Representative Roy Takumi this committee was formed against the will of indigenous Hawaiian voters who constituted, okay, the major, the majority of voters at the time and consisted of 13 white men, according to scholar uh, J. Kualani. Cannot I say that last name? I do not want to butcher it. All right? Out of respect for them. Now, they're saying here that the United States minister to the kingdom of Hawaii conspire with U.S. citizens. <laughs> the United States minister to the kingdom of Hawaii. I want y'all to see his face. Conspire with U.S. citizens to overthrow the monarchy. After the overthrow, Sanford B. Dole, a citizen of Hawaii and cousin to James Dole, owner of the Hawaiian Fruit Company, a company that benefited from the annexation of Hawaii, became president of the republic when the provisional government of Hawaii ended in 1894. Now, of course, when this ended, obviously Queen Lily wanted to get her throne back, right? Controversy ensued in the following years as the queen tried to regain her throne. And Lydia basically stated and wrote that Queen Lily had yielded under protest not to the counterfeit provisional government, government, so they're saying that they're fake, the fake government of Hawaii, but to the superior force of the United States of America and wrote letters of protest to the president requesting a recognizance of allyship and reinstatement of her sovereignty This is where Bill Clinton is in the wrong at because Bill Clinton in 1993 signed the apology stating that, acknowledging that Queen Lily never basically gave up her sovereignty by will. Pay attention to this. <laughs> Yo. Following January 1893, coup that deposed Lily, many royalists were preparing to overthrow the white led Republic of Hawaii. On January 6,
1: 1895. <laughs>
0: Everything is by the numbers. Everything is by the numbers. What happened when Biden became president? Let me sip this. You know, I'm a swirler. I'm a swirler of my my coffee. Who, where's the swirl girls that be? You gotta shake your. I'm be on my Tina Marie. Stir it up, stir it up, baby. Mm. I'ma swirl. I swirl my cup. On January 6, 1895, gunfire began on both sides, and later the rebels were surrounded and captured. Over the next ten days, several skirmishes occurred until the last armed opposition surrendered or were captured. The Republic of Hawaii took 123 troops into custody as prisoners of war. The mass arrest of nearly 300 more men and women, including Queen Lily, as political prisoners was intended to encast, Incapacitate the political resistance against the ruling oligarchy. In March of 1895, a military tribunal, uh, tribunal, oh God, convicted 170 prisoners of treason and sentenced six troops to be hung by the neck until death. The other prisoners were sentenced to five to 35 years of imprisonment at hard labor, while others were convicted to lesser charges received sentences of six months to six years imprisonment at hard labor. The queen was sentenced, the queen was sentenced to five years in prison, but spent eight months under house arrest until she was released on parole. The total number of arrests related to 1895 was 406 people. So y'all see how they did Hawaii, right? Y'all see how they did Hawaii, right? They came in as a friend. They came in as a friend. Then, what they military and said, get down and lay down. Okay? Now, you see how the minister of Hawaii conspired with the rest of the United States to ensure that they was able to take it over, right? So, you know, some things popped on my timeline. But before some things popped on my timeline, we're going to get into, again, we're going to get into briefly about the takeover that is taking place. Now, the other day I did a live and it was titled, while you were distracted by the arrest, this happened. And what happened was six nations joined the BRICS conglomerate. Six nations joined the BRICS conglomerate. Ethiopia, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, and the United Arab Emirates. They will be new BRICS members as soon as January 1st,
2: 2024.
0: Now, if you haven't seen my other content on BRICS, how they have the new development bank, how they basically have found a way to basically override the SWIFT banking system, how they are trying to build up the China Yuan currency and dethrone the dollar, I highly suggest you get into my old content about that. But like I said, this has been in uh, fruition for years now. This do- This goes back to Obama, right? Now, we're going to get into some stuff. We're going to get into some stuff. Because, like I said, this is not new. This is not new. Shout out to Vox. Shout out to Vox. We're going to get into them right now. If y'all have any audio issues or can't hear, let me know. Copy?
1: There's a new highway in Pakistan. And a new rail terminal in Kazakhstan. A seaport in Sri Lanka recently opened, as well as this bridge in rural Laos. What's interesting is that they're all part of one country's project that spans three continents and touches over 60% of the world's population. If you connect the dots, it's not hard to see which country that is. This is China's Belt and Road Initiative the most ambitious infrastructure project in modern history that's designed to reroute global trade. And it's how China plans to become the world's next superpower.
0: Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan.
1: It's 2013 and Chinese President Xi Jinping is giving a speech in Kazakhstan where he mentions the ancient Silk Road a network of trade routes that spread goods, ideas, and culture across Europe, the Middle East, and China as far back as 200 BC. He then says, We should take an innovative approach and jointly build an economic belt along the Silk
0: Road.
1: A month later, Xi is in Indonesia. Then two sides should work together to build up a new maritime throat in the 21st century. These two phrases were the first mentions of Xi's legacy project, the multi-trillion dollar Belt and Road Initiative, or BRI. They're also the two components of the plan. There's an overland economic belt of six corridors that serve as new routes to get goods in and out of China, like this railroad connecting China to London, and these gas pipelines from the Caspian Sea to China, and a high-speed train network in Southeast Asia. Then there's the Maritime Silk Road, a chain of seaports stretching from the South China Sea to Africa that also directs trade to and from China. The BRI also includes oil refineries, industrial parks, power plants, mines, and fiber optic networks, all designed to make it easier for the world.
0: I'm not going to keep stopping this, right? But I want y'all to take a good look at this map. Because, again, people don't know geographically where things lie. Does America really think that their infrastructure bill, now do you understand why? This video is not new. This video by Vox is from five years ago. Do you see why? This is what Fame and I was having a conversation about earlier when it pertained to Hawaii. Why is it imperative and important? Because Hawaii sits in the Pacific, the same ocean where China sits. Only 4,900 miles away. Do you see why Trump said Like Fame said, the main thing that he is going to want to do is to get an office and take old buildings and fix them up. The first bill that they made sure that they passed, and it was done bipartisanly, was the infrastructure bill for $1 trillion. Do you see how they are trying to compete? I'm going to break it down. America is looking like the chick that tries to get in before 12. Probably got some real Louboutins on, probably got a real wire cell bag, but ain't shit in it. These are, excuse my French, these are the niggas that come in, they don't wait in line, and they buy the bar out. <laughs> Do you see the comparison? Do you see the map? We're going to continue
1: the world to trade with China. So far, over 60 countries have reportedly signed agreements for these projects. And the list is growing because China promotes it as a win-win for everyone. Take, for example, the BRI's flagship project, Pakistan. Like many countries in Central and South Asia, Pakistan has a stagnant economy and a corruption problem. It wasn't a popular place for foreign investment. That is until China came along. In 2001, China offered to build a brand new port in the small fishing town of Guadar. By 2018, the port, as well as a highway and railway networks, became a $62 billion.
0: This is the last time I'm going to stop this, but I have to get this out to y'all. Who remembers me telling y'all that when I was working in the branch that I had a teller that came from Pakistan and he was applying for his citizenship? And he told me. Personally, when I was getting to know him, we was in the vote counting money. He said, Rondell, I'm really trying to save up. I'm really trying to get my green card or whatever, get my stuff, because I cannot go back to Pakistan. He told me there is nothing to go back to. He said the Chinese have completely taken over Pakistan. They have built railroads. They have invested into Pac- They have invested into Pakistan to take it over. There's nothing to go back to. This video is from five years ago. I had him as a teller about five years ago, working in the branch. So this correlates to around the time that I had him and I I hired him. And he said, the Chinese have arrived in Pakistan. There's nothing to go back to. Now, why is this important? Remember when 45 was in office and you remember when you got that extra $1,200? Do you remember how you got the extra $1,200? Do you remember how you got it? Remember when they was trying to send you just the extra measly $600? Do you remember when 45 got up on the podium and said, why are you giving... Americans and we just we calling it bipartisan how it is. It just is what it is. Do you remember when 45 got in front of the camera and said, "How are you giving Americans only 600 extra dollars when not only did y'all give yourself a stimulus yourself, what you also did was you took Billions of dollars and sent it to Pakistan for gender neutral programs. Do y'all remember when Forty Five got on the stand and gave the itemized breakdown of where that money went? So they came back to the drawing board and said, "We'll give you twelve hundred, and if you have dependents, you're gonna get twelve hundred for every dependent that you claimed." Who remembers that? Drop a one in the chat if you remember that. Because, see, we got microwavable memories. We don't remember shit because so much has happened within the last three years. Our brain is like mush. Do y'all remember when they said they sent billions of dollars to Pakistan for gender neutral programs? So while they were sending money for stupid shit, you had China over here investing in infrastructure. Do y'all see the mindset of America compared to everyone else? I'm going to be honest with y'all. When I was in the Harvard Business School, they talked about all of this. When I was studying for my master's degree about my daughter's eight now, I went to grad school 10 years ago. They were talking about globalization and the takeover back then. None of this is new. None of it. None of it. I had my professors talking about one world governments in 2013, 2014. So I want you to see the mindset of America where they were investing into gender-neutral and gender-fluid programs sending billions of dollars to Pakistan for gender-affirming care in Pakistan. And you had China building it up for global trade. I, I just want you to see the difference in the mind frame.
1: corridor within the BRI. It's where the economic belt meets the Maritime Silk Road. And it seemed to benefit both countries. Pakistan saw its highest GDP growth in eight years and forged a tight relationship with a major world power. China, on the other hand, secured a new alternative route for goods, especially oil and gas from the Middle East. Through projects like these, it also found a way to boost its economy. Chinese construction companies that had fewer opportunities within their own country saw a huge boost from BRI contracts. Seven out of the 10 biggest construction firms in the world are now Chinese. What tips the balance in China's favor even more is a requirement that it be involved in building these projects. In Pakistan, for example, Chinese workers have directly built projects like this highway here, and a Chinese firm has worked with locals on a railway here in Serbia. China's involvement is one of its very few demands, and that's set these deals apart so far. See, typically, to get investment from the West, countries have to meet strict ethical standards. But China's offered billions of dollars, mostly in loans, with far fewer conditions. So it's no surprise the BRI has been a big hit with the less democratic countries in the region. China has signed agreements with authoritarian governments, military regimes, and some of the most corrupt countries in the world. It's even affiliated with Afghanistan, Ukraine, Yemen, and Iraq, all currently splintered by conflict. Because of China's willingness to loan money to unreliable countries, many experts have called the BRI a risky plan. Eventually, these countries will have to pay China back, but corruption and conflict make that payback unlikely. A recent report found that many of the countries indebted to China are very vulnerable, including eight that are at high risk of being unable to pay. So why does China keep lending? Because there's more to the BRI than just economics. In Sri Lanka, China loaned about $1.5 billion for a new deepwater port. It was a key stop on the Maritime Silk Road. By 2017, it was clear Sri Lanka couldn't pay back the loan. So instead, they gave China control of the port as part of a 99-year lease. China also controls the strategic port in Pakistan, where it has a 40-year lease. It's pushing for a similar agreement in Myanmar, and it just opened an actual Chinese naval base in Djibouti. These are all signs of what's been called the String of Pearls theory. It predicts that China is trying to establish a string of naval bases in the Indian Ocean that will allow it to station ships and guard shipping routes that move through the region. So while China's not getting its money back, it's still achieving some very important strategic goals. China's growing influence challenges the status of the U.S., which has been the world's lone superpower for the last several decades. But isolation is trending in the U.S., meaning that they are investing less and therefore losing influence around the world. The BRI is China's way of leveraging power to become a global leader. By building relationships and taking control of global trade, China's well on its way.
0: Oh, baby, they're not on their way. Five years later, they're there. So, um, like I said, if you are a you want to go back to Africa, guess what? Guess what? Have some African children. Go over there and take your kids to Africa. Guess what your kids are gonna be learning in school? (laughs) Guess what your kids are gonna be learning when you go? Cause you know, a lot of y'all talk mad shit about America. Y'all don't wanna be here. Um, You've been taught to really hate everything about America, but everybody is coming here. Everybody wants to be here. Africans are coming here. <laughs> They're coming here and you want to go over there. Well, guess what? You go over there. Guess what? <laughs> shin, shin. <laughs> thank you. That's how you say thank you in, uh, in Chinese. Shin, shin. <laughs> shin, shin, come again. That's what I like to say. That's what your kid's going to be learning. <laughs> That's what your kids are going to be learning. Yeah. You're going to be walking around in your, uh, your garb. And, uh, you're going to be learning Mandarin. We're going to get to him in a second. Huh? We're going to get to him in a second. We're going to get to how all this shit relates. This is from 2019. China's influence in Africa grows as more young people learn to speak Mandarin. Oh, but it gets better. Because this is from another another publication, right? Now, I want a lot of you dumb, quote-unquote, African-Americans to understand How do you think a lot of these African nations speak French? You don't think that these people know that they're colonized? You don't think that they don't know their history? They do. However, money is the root. The love of money is the root to all evil. And this is why I said, Yesterday on my Instagram, I said, a lot of y'all really think, y'all talk about racism in the States. Y'all talk about white versus black. There's a new form of slavery that's happening via economics. And that face is not a face of a European. We're going to get into how, when you go back with your dashiki and all, how your kids are going to be learning Mandarin. So we're going to get more into that. Mandarin is increasingly featured on African school curriculums and Chinese translations on the continent are an ever rising demand, but whether the language thrives, because we're not going to forget. We're not going to forget that John Paul Getty senior, how he became one of the most richest men to ever walk the planet when it was time to, negotiate with them Saudi princes in the Saudi kingdom to take their oil. He knew how to speak the language. He knew how to speak the language. He knew how to speak Arabic. But whether the language thrives in Africa in long term depends on the form of deepening China, Africa, economic and cultural connectedness. Don't think the Chinese don't know that the Confucius history that they have. Don't think they don't know their roots. They do. They do. A recent move by the Tanzanian government to include Mandarin. In National College Interest Examination for Students is Selected in uh, High School shows once again how integral the Chinese language is becoming in African societies. Similar moves have been seen in Kenya where uh, there has been a dive or drive, excuse me, to have Mandarin officially taught in all schools alongside French, Arabic and German You trying to get down to your roots going back there and they trying to learn more of the colonizing languages over there. How many people knew about Cheryl ones and twos that the Arabs were trading slaves before the European? If you knew that, hit a one in the chat. If you knew that the Arabs were trading slaves before the European came to colonize Africa, hit a one in the chat. How many people knew that the Arab taught the European how to trade and make money because they were broke and dying of disease and famine? I know y'all knew. I knew y'all knew. So why is it would they want to be teaching their children Arabic? Oh, because they know how economically advantaged the Arabic nations are, right? How lucrative the Arabic nations are, right? And they looking to do business. So in order to make sure they're able to communicate, they all need to be on the same page as far as language barriers. <laughs> they don't need to be on the same page. So you going back there, y'all black asses are going back there to teach your children French, Arabic, and German. Not the language of Adolf Hitler. Oh, that can't, no, oh, that can't be. Not, not French, not not what they did to the the continent of Africa in, in Haiti can be, right? You see why people like Muammar Gaddafi had to go? You think Muammar you think Muammar Gaddafi would have stood for something like this? That part, but we all the same. Nigeria is not behind the trend. But before we get to that, in 2018, Uganda introduced manu- Mandarin in selected secondary schools. Nigeria is not behind the trend. Thousands of students have been trained to in the Chinese language From the two Confucius Institutes established in the country. Yes, it was. And also understand that Serbia, before Serbia was Serbia, it was Yugoslavia. And the Serbians or the Yugoslavians were slaves to the Turks. You know, the same... Serbia that Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets who just won a, ch- a championship this past year? Yeah, he's from Serbia. You saw how the Chinese is over there too. That is a fact. The Serbians were slaves to the Turks. A lot of people don't know that. So I want y'all to see how the new slavery is taking place via a a new face. The CCP, the Communist Party of China. But see, these folks are so docile, and ignorant, one thing that we do, see again, we have similarities and we're not all the same. The similarities that we have as melanated people and children of the sun, we're too docile. And we can't see the forest for the trees. We never could see the bigger picture. Never could see the bigger picture. Who remembers this? (laughs) Who remembers what happened to Prize from the Fugees? This was just in April of 2023. We gonna refresh uh, some memories. Ex-Fugees rapper's Prize Found guilty in a scheme to help China influence the U.S. government. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to move this out the way. We're going to move this out the way. Because I got the article. Because again, like I said, we're going to tie all this shit together. All right, now we're gonna refresh what happened. This was prized this year. The rapper Praz, uh Michelle was found guilty in federal court in Washington on Wednesday of 10 criminal counts related to an international conspiracy reaching the highest levels of the United States government. The Grammy award-winning artist and member of the Fugees faced multiple counts Okay, multiple counts of, over the failed conspiracy to help Malaysian businessman Joe Lowe and the Chinese government gain access to United States officials, including Presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Praze was found guilty on conspiracy to defraud the U.S., witness uh, tampering and acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. He faces up to 20 years in prison. No citizen date has been found, has been set yet. Understand that Joe Lowe stole a whole bunch of money, $4 billion from a Malaysian company. Prize was acting on behalf of this dude. This dude is sitting somewhere low in China, unable to be extradited for his crimes. And Proz ass was paid, if I'm not mistaken, up to $20 million for operating as an agent. And I want y'all to see how it says here. He was paid $20 million in 2012 in order to get a picture of himself with Obama and prosecutors allege uh, prize funnel over $800,000 of that money to Obama's campaign through a number of straw donors. When Trump came into power in 2017 and investigators started to ramp up into low and his alleged role in billions of dollars embezzled from 1MBD, the Malaysian Sovereign Wealth Fund, Lowe went to prize again. Lowe directed over a hundred million to prize to help push through the government, including Trump, to drop its investigation into him. Prosecutors also say prize advocated for the extradition of a Chinese uh dissident, Wenwen Wing- Wingui on behalf of the Chinese government. Do y'all see how this dude was working? Do y'all see how he was working? Oh, and we can't forget that he is a melanated face, right? (laughs) We can't forget that, right? We can't forget that. So if prize is an agent, who's to say that this motherfucker ain't an agent? This is from Earn Your Leisure. You had Akon doing an interview with Earn Your Leisure because he just couldn't just talk on Vlad anymore. Vlad wasn't enough. See, so, you no, know, Vlad wasn't a big enough platform, just the only big platform that Akon decided that he wants to sing China's praises on. Oh, no. Now he has taken singing his praises to earn your leisure, AKA earn your inmate number, but we ain't going to get into that. See, this is the problem that I have. With these so-called gurus that, you know, probably like did some pump and dump in crypto, probably done uh, read rich dad, poor dad, the audio version. Who think that they know everything. What really bothered me about this is the fact that they did not push back with no type of rebuttal of the concerns of the people, which we're going to get into concerns from the African people too about this shit. So we're gonna get into what he said. We're gonna get into what he said. If you can't hear this, hit a two in the chat.
2: How has your relationship been with the Chinese and what is your thoughts on the Chinese in Africa? Me personally, the Chinese was a blessing for me. I remember going to multiple opportunities to get We're
0: gonna we're gonna run we're gonna run that back. Cause I wanna make sure you heard what he said. I want you to hear how he said. China is a blessing. This is recent. What I showed you in the beginning of this video was from from Vox, was five years ago. The takeover of Southeast Asia into Europe. Slowly into Africa. If I'm not mistaken, near Ethiopia, which is not far-fetched because now Ethiopia has joined BRICS. And now South Africa is a part of BRICS. Iran is now a part of BRICS. Saudi Arabia is now a part of BRICS. Saudi Arabia was a longtime ally of the United States who dragged them into wars. So we're gonna run that back. And we're gonna look how Earn Your Leisure
2: does no pushback on this shit. Has your relationship been with the Chinese and what is your thoughts on the Chinese in Africa? Me personally, the Chinese was a blessing for me. I remember going to multiple opportunities to get funding to be able to provide lights in Africa. But the Chinese just gave me the credit line just after the first proposal. They gave me a billion dollar credit line to be able to start whatever I wanted to do in the whole continent. My idea was at that time, I just wanted to provide lights to my people. We can figure out the details later. Let's get the lights going first so we can see what we're figuring out.
0: (laughs) Do y'all hear this shit? Hold up. We gonna roast his ass tonight. Did you? I got a question for y'all. If you worked at a bank, right? Let's say you a personal banker and an individual like him walks in and says, I'm looking to take out a mortgage. I'm looking to buy a house. And you ask him, okay, well, how much you looking to borrow? Well, you know, I just need a house. And I need about probably like a million dollars because I want to make sure I live in luxury. But I just need a house. You can give me a a million dollars or whatever is is you're going to give me. I just need a house. Based on what he is telling you, if you were a banker, would you feel comfortable even submitting an application for him? One for yes, two for no. If you would feel comfortable, if you were the banker, if you were the fucking underwriter for his loan, Would you feel comfortable approving it? So we got a string of no's. Why on God's green earth? Because we have Earn Your Leisure. They have this huge platform and they're so well versed and they understand Fluidly and non unidimensionally, the layers of finance and how loans work, how investment works, you would think that they would have a smart rebuttal for that. You'd think that they would stop him for that. You wouldn't think they'd go, Well, hold on, hold on. You just said you needed lights. Like you didn't, you know work out a proposal, like how much this will cost, um, based on the infrastructure of the place that you wanted to put this in, you just said, oh, we just need lights. You, you would think that Earn Your Leisure would have pressed him a little bit more on that. They did not. So shout out to Earn Your Leisure. I hope this gets back to them. This is somebody with 11 years come two weeks in finance for one of the largest institutions in the United States. Managing in an $8 billion region. Yes, I have. At one of the bank's highest trafficking branches, might I add. that sit on, in Wall Street meetings, that have sat at Wall Street meetings with regional managers in buildings where the CEO has an office, across from the CEO office. I want to know why y'all did not push back on this. You just need lights. So what did you think going in would be your collateral? That is what I would have asked him. Work out the details later? I beg your pardon? Oh, but let's continue. We're going to continue. Oh, and it's a chuckle. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny when you know the history of not just your country, but your entire continent and what has been done. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny when you don't realize that the resources are in the actual land itself. It's a joke and earn your leisures laughing with them
2: you know everything else can be worked out it's all negotiation and i think when you look at the chinese their perspective is different because their cultures and africa's cultures are very similar and i think that's why they're able to integrate so much easier than most and i think when the west comes to africa they come is it
0: the culture is y'all love for the dollar is it y'all love or is it the similarities within y'all culture or is it y'all Shared interest and love in the dollar. This is why I tell y'all that we are not the same. Because you got the Hawaiians, other melanated people, telling you we ain't leaving. This is our land. We don't want you here. Go home. Go home. You got Americans now saying, we want our land back. Hell, they hollering for reparations, or was. You got this allotment of integration, and you sitting here saying that it's based on your cultures? No, it's based on your love for money. And you want to know how I know? Because I live in New York. I've been here my whole life. And if you're a New Yorker, if you know you know, you, we know who the biggest scammers, who's the biggest for selling you some fake-ass shit, and it's y'all. They either African or they're Chinese. So, is it really... About y'all cultures or really, honestly, really about y'all love for money. Y'all love for greed. It's giving more of y'all love for greed. Anyway
2: with these rules and these infrastructures, and they try to plant that same infrastructure in Africa, and it doesn't work. You have to be creative in Africa. The mentality is different. The people is different. The terrain is different. Environment is different. And you can't come with a, a U.S. proposition or a European proposition and apply that to Africa when the propositions there face a lot more challenges, and it's not as simple. So the Chinese were more patient. They actually are on the grounds to see what what's happening and to know how to fix whatever certain challenges. But for the most part, when they say that the Chinese are robbing Africa, I actually disagree because when they came in, they actually came with a barter system. Most times when the Europeans came to Africa, they pull resources out, but they never pull back in. Whereas the Chinese is a little bit different because they know that the Africans won't get funded for major projects. So what they decided to do is say, listen, we do need these resources. We're not gonna lie to you, we need them, but we won't give you money We'll just give you infrastructure, Please.
0: I got a question. Who appointed this dude to speak for a continent? Who? Who? Who appointed this dude to speak for the continent? This is the type of shit people need to be asking themselves. We're gonna run that back.
2: Whereas the Chinese is a little bit different because they know that the Africans won't get funded for major projects. So what they decided? He's
0: talking about the IMF and World Bank.
2: Do y'all see why bricks had to come in?
0: Do y'all see why BRICS had to come in with the new development bank? BRICS had to come in and come to fruition because they were tired of Barack Obama and other presidents before him issuing crippling sanctions that not allotted them to buy, trade, or sell. The IMF and World Bank had too many guidelines and restrictions and were too conservative when it came to lending. This idiot thinks that you ain't going to pay out the front end or the back end. This is a government that has Muslim concentration camps in their country. This is a government that do their people so foul that if you practice Falun Gong, they snatch your ass up and put you in a human trafficking camp and sell your organs to the highest bidder. This is who he's doing business with. This is who Prize was doing business with. Do y'all see this shit? And they all descend from the music industry. Another thing they have in common, they're not American. They're not American Black. So he thinks that there's not going to be no payment for taking a billion dollars?
2: And do say, listen, we do need these resources. We're not going to lie to you. We need them. But we won't give you money. We'll just give you infrastructure. Basically, they'll build roads, bridges, roundabouts. In exchange for what that would naturally cost, they get that back in resources. I Me, mean, I prefer that anyway. Because when you look at a place like Africa, you can't give these leaders money. They're going to deposit it in Switzerland We buying bottles <laughs> in Magic
0: City. Do y'all hear this, nigga? Now I got to get ignorant. Do y'all, did y'all hear him? Did y'all hear Earn Your Leisure not even pushing back? Not even expressing Africans who are grassroots that live there, their concerns? Because they have concerns. And we're going to get into their concerns in a minute. So, there is a such thing called long-term incentive and short-term incentive. I don't know if Akon is probably too dumb enough to know that, or maybe he does know that and just don't care. See, because let me tell you what's going to happen let me tell you what's gonna happen. A repeat of history is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. What are they gonna do? They're gonna overthrow, they're gonna come in, set up shop, be your friend, your ally, then they're going to seize your nation by the throat. They're going to seize your nation by the throat and they're going to come with their military and do it. And guess what? They know your military ain't built like they military. They know that. Remember when we had a thing called payday loans? Y'all remember payday loans? If you remember payday loans, hit a one in the chat. If you remember payday loans, hit a one in the chat. Remember when you used to get advances and you'd be like, damn. This is great. Meanwhile, you got the money but you got it at 300%. Y'all remember that? A few people say they remember that. So I got a question for Earn Your Leisure. When all of these countries, because see, it's clear, y'all niggas don't follow politics. Y'all don't follow politics and y'all don't see how politics correlates to finance. See, that's where y'all messed up. Y'all don't follow politics. And you weren't educated enough to rebuttal on that with facts of what has been going on the last six years in Southeast Asia to rebuttal on how Sri Lanka and all these other countries are not able to pay back. So the nation will get seized by the throat and passed over to an alien power the more things change, the more they stay the same. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Do y'all see what Africans are saying? This is from somebody African, China are going to take over Senegal with the $1 billion debt Akon owes them for this lightning project. They not only gave him money for Senegal, they gave him money for the continent. This dude just received a payday loan and think that he not going to have to pay it back with interest. Let me tell you something about the Chinese. They don't do shit for free. These are the same niggas who will chase you down for a tip when you leave their establishment if you don't tip. Tell me where I'm lying. Tell me where I'm lying. So for all of y'all who claim that y'all want to go back. (laughs) Shin Shin (laughs) You better get ready You better get ready You better get ready to learn some new languages You're not going to be tapping into your ancestors This is what you're going to be doing We're going to get into more of what they were saying about this dude The agent, the agent of chaos. Because, you know, when it comes to African history and colonialism, we know that there were tribes like the Ashantis who were basically fighting back. We know about the Gullah Wars here in America where the Seminoles was not having that shit. Shout out to the Church of Scientology for now taking the Seminole. You know what? We're not going to get into that. We're going to get into this. I'm going to reshare this again. Shout out to the Church of Scientology, though, for taking that seminal property that they're sitting on. Don't think they don't know. They know. They know exactly what they on. This was written three years ago. Many Africans say Akon is not as brilliant as you think, saying he's selling Africa to China. People from different African countries say Akon is doing what a lot of countries regretted doing. Funding his ACON City by just taking loans from China under certain uh, conditions. ACON, see, because earn your leisure, let me school you, because I work in Linden, commercial Linden. Okay? I got a lot of clients that y'all know right now in my portfolio. Some of them are cities, your major cities in America, asking for hundreds of millions of dollars states that some of y'all right now are living in right now in the chat. That's why I asked where everybody's checking in from because I want to know. I'm not going to name the states that I got in my portfolio. I'm not going to tell y'all who the deputy treasurers that I had to get signatures for, for the, which states, but I'm going to let you know right now. In banking and lending, we have something called covenants that you have to abide, abide by. Covenants. These are conditions that are put on by the bank, by the credit department of where you take money. And you have to adhere to these covenants. In order to sustain being a borrower. Just so y'all didn't know. OK. Again, we hope you see the stream. We hope you learn something today. Acon City and Lighten Up Africa may be thought of as brilliant moves. See, because if y'all were real journalists, y'all would have brought up the fact that the people of Africa have concerns about this. What does he think about the concerns? What do you think about the individuals who say that you're selling out the continent, not only your country, but your continent to selling out your, your continent to an alien power. What do you think about that Akon? A lot of Africans are saying he's building a city through Chinese loans. Africans are showing concern because of China's predatory contracts, okay? Because you know a truth by its roots and the fruit that it bears. We see what happened in Southeast Asia. And colonial actions in African countries saying that it may look good on surface, but may be detrimental. A few years ago, Akon announced his plans to light up Africa and revealed he got $1 billion to start the project. But they're running Americans out. But you want to go back to the motherland. This is what the motherland is looking like right now. The motherland trying to come over where you at. The The people from the motherland are Sleeping in tents in Times Square and you trying to run your ass back over there. A lot of people from different African countries are saying that people are cheering without knowing the consequences could be terrible. And that China seeks any way they can to get their hands on African land and resources. Another person. We... Are all aware that China is on a mission to colonize Africa, loaning billions of dollars to all African states, knowing they will not be able to pay it back? What did Vox just tell you five years ago in the beginning of this stream with Southeast Asian melanated people? Not only can you pay it back, what you gonna do? Get your military? What you gonna do? Fight? you going to fight. <laughs> You're going to fight. Okay. I'm disappointed Acon is helping them accomplish that mission for personal gains. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Real familiar. Oh, and you can't forget that Joe Lowe, the dude that Prize was working for, you can't forget that it was his money that funded the film Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. Can't forget that. Because the more things change, the more they stay the same the more they stay the same. And if there's one thing that we do know is that it's always gonna be your own people. You about to wrap this up. It's always gonna be somebody that looks like you because what we cannot forget What we cannot forget is what recently happened in Hawaii. Again, we're going to look at the map of where Hawaii is. We're not going to forget when we spoke about Hawaii and the devastation of Maui. We're not going to forget how the Hawaiians were telling you that when Mark Zuckerberg took their land, you know, six years ago. And build the wall. He was on his Donald Trump too. Back during the Trump era. He was building walls too. Y'all didn't know about it. When he was building those walls. To keep the native Hawaiians out. After he took their land for $400. Setting up fake and bogus LLCs. When he did it. You want to know how he was able to do it? You remember right? You remember how. The Hawaiians was telling you. They had people who were Hawaiian that were appearing as farmers negotiating to buy the land. Come to find out the farmers were working for Mark Zuckerberg. So just like the Seychelles did the Ashantis and told them, told the European, yo, you could find the Ashanti tribe, this where they be at. During the invasion of colonialism Just like there were indigenous black natives here. Just like it was slaves here that were running off the plantation. The reservations that turned to plantations. And the house nigga was like, I know where they went, Massa. I'll show you. it's always gonna be somebody that looks like you. It's always gonna be somebody that looks like you. Now, obviously there's some people on the continent of Africa with brains and knows that nothing is for free. And they know that this is going to be detrimental. Why do you think they ran here during Title 42? Y'all think a lot of the migrants are Spanish, Latino, Hispanic? Coming from Central America and South America? No, a lot of them, a lot of them are Asian. A lot of them are Southeast Asian. Why? Because they have someone On their turf. Look at the pictures of the migrants in New York. A lot of them got on hijabs. A lot of them got turbans. They are not from Central and South America. Even though we can't forget. Again, Arabs. Arabs were colonized at first. Arabs were trading slaves first. A lot of Hispanics and Latinos got a lot of Arab blood in them. A lot of them do. Yes, that is a fact. But a lot of them, they're not from Central or South America. A lot of them are from Southeast Asia and a lot of them are from Africa. And they're leaving because they see what's going on. They see what's going on with Akon. They see what happened in Angola where Isabel dos Santos, the former, her father was the former president of Angola and what she was doing, she's probably Richard and Oprah, one of the most richest black people in on, in the world and how she got her wealth, selling out her people of Angola, how she got an Interpol arrest warrant, how they, they about to have her head on a platter For what she did. Listen, they're gonna always look like you. Always look like you. And you worried about the Caucasoid? Huh? <laughs> you worried about white folk? You think that? The white face, the Caucasian, is solely responsible for capitalism that was founded off of enslaving people through dollars, enslaving people through manual labor. No. It's about to be a new form of slavery through economics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to have a European face. I'm going to get into the comments and I'm going to head out because I've been here for an hour and 30 minutes. Major shout out to the 117 people that are here. Make sure you share this live. Make sure you share this live. But I'm sorry to burst your bubble to all the African-Americans who want to go back Seems like, seems like America may not be so bl- bad after all. Huh. Seems like it may not be that bad after all. Hmm. <laughs> May not be so bad, right? May not be so bad. So, again, I'm going to get into the comments. I'm going to get into the comments. I got to go back to the comment section here on StreamYard because, you know, working this. Sometimes be a headache, but um, I'm gonna burst your bubble again tonight before I I get into the comments. So all the back to Africa folks, before you grab your dashiki and spend five six hundred dollars with a matching kufi, pick you this up for less than twenty bucks. <laughs> pick this up instead for twenty bucks. Then what you're gonna do is. You're gonna let somebody else who need to hear this or read this, you're gonna give it to them too. That's what you're gonna do. This is where you could start. This is where you could start. So don't go and grab your Dashiki just yet. Don't 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 go yet. Don't spend, don't spend a whole bunch of money. You could go to Jeff Bezos Amazon. And grab you this for less than 20 bucks. Okay, that's what you could do. You could go ahead and grab this for 20 bucks and buy yourself a clue. That's what you're going to do. And understand that your roots do not start at colonialism in 13 colonies. That's what you're going to do. Don't say I never gave you nothing. Okay? Christmas came early. Don't spend no money on those those dashiki yet. Okay? You gonna go and you gonna grab this is what you gonna do. That's what you gonna do. By William Katz. That's what you gonna do. (laughs) <laughs> save your buddy i promise you you'll thank me later okay you might have a little bit of money to probably throw in my cash i have left over you know from not spending so much just saying copy that all right you might learn something I hear that Amika. Absolutely. Yes, it is a great book. Absolutely. And one day I'm gonna have my daughter read it cause I own it. I'm not gonna do it to her too yet. You know, I don't want her fighting with the teachers yet. I don't. I already got her already questioning the moon. <laughs> Y'all. We had a conversation yesterday because, you know, I took my daughter outside with the telescope and we were talking about the moon because my daughter wants to be an engineer. My daughter is in love with science. And we were talking about humans being on the moon. So she was like, it's really far away and there's no gravity up there. <laughs> Y'all, when I mean to tell you, I fell the fuck out. My daughter's eight. She's like, wait, people were up there. Did they put like, they had to, she said they had to put a suit on because there's no oxygen up there. How are they going to breathe? Sometimes I let her talk and figure it out. All right. So she's like, they got to They have to have oxygen because they can't breathe up there. She's like, wait, there's no gravity up there. I said, it's time to get ready for bed. (laughs) She said, wait, there's no gravity up there. There's no gravity, Ma, there's no gravity. I said, girl, go get your butt in that tub. not today. Please, not today. Go get your butt in the tub. She's like, wait. Because, you know, we went outside. The moon was very bright yesterday. Very, very bright. She said, wait. She said, yeah, they, they have to have oxygen on. But wait. Wait. It's really far. And there's no gravity up there. I said, good night. So I ain't gonna introduce her to that too early. I'm gonna give it maybe like another couple of years. I ain't get another couple of years before I introduce her fully to that. But my grandmother is already still alive and she already, she knows where she's from. My grandmother knew that she couldn't stay in, in Florida in the Seminole area and how her folks had to leave and went to Alabama. It's right there, which is why she's from Alabama. Okay. So we, we already have the Oracle of the, the ancestral lineage. Cause my grandmother's on like her fourth generation of grandkids. We already know that. I told y'all she had to tell the teacher who Bessie Coleman was, the other teacher in second grade. Cause the teacher called me like, oh my God, I just had to call you. I'm like, "Does she get into a fight again? In my head, I'm wondering who she fucked up now. No, uh, you know, we were studying black history, you know, it's February. And, you know, she got up in front of the class and spoke about Bessie Coleman. And I, I never heard of her. I said, well, she has a black women in science book. And that's where she probably read it from. You can buy it on Amazon. It's less than 10 bucks. I'll send you the link. Okay? So that's where she knows Betsy Coleman from. She's like, she got up in front of the class and said that Betsy Coleman was the first Native American, Black American woman to have an aviator license and I never knew that. Girl, I'll give you the book. The link to the book. I couldn't do it, y'all. I couldn't do it. I wasn't going to get into the moon stuff with her last night. We are coming up on the 50th anniversary of the last time we allegedly went to the moon. (laughs) Oh, man. I lived in Africa. And yes, I'd go back because honestly, we don't have nothing here. America is getting body by the Chinese. Looks like it's a double whammy with that. Looks like it's a double whammy with that. Sheesh. It does start at home. Absolutely. This week is the 18th year anniversary of Katrina. And guess what's also coming up? 9-11. 9/11. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the odds that, what are the odds, what are the odds that sis popped off on January the 6th? <laughs> what are the odds that sis and her, her crew of native Hawaiians popped off on January the 6th? She said, I want my throne back. What's good? Listen, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. I love y'all. Y'all know this. We will be live tomorrow. I would love to chop it up with y'all, okay? Um. Do not be afraid of me, all right? If you are a member to the channel, all right, um... Be there tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. I want to hear from you, your thoughts, okay, Um, on some topics, some stuff. Um, If you are a Patreon member, all right, be there, all right, either or. Um, We will be live together, and I will be having a panel-style discussion to talk about what you guys want to talk about and get your insight on a lot of things that y'all been seeing that have been going on. We're gonna touch on some stuff tomorrow, okay? (laughs) What are the odds? The anniversary of the Patriot Act, the government's right to collect your information. (laughs) We ain't gonna get into that, okay? So I would love to hear from y'all. I'm gonna drop the link to StreamYard for y'all to come up. You don't have to be on camera, it's totally fine, okay? Um, if you want to be a member of Patreon, Patreon is two dollars per month, all right. That gives you access to everything, and the YouTube membership gives you select access, right? But I give the break and give the dollar off because people are basically giving uh me um another password and login to figure out. So the fact that you're taking your time to have a Patreon account, I'm going to give you a break because you didn't have to just establish a whole new platform uh, login credentials just for me. So that is the science behind that, right? Um. So basically you can sign up for Patreon for $2 per month or you can become a YouTube member with more convenience and just basically keep it streamlined. That's $2.99 a month for membership all right either or is appreciated um your likes are appreciated your support to the channel is appreciated your shares are appreciated your uh commentary in the pinned comments in the comment section in the the chat and none of this stuff ever goes unnoticed okay none of it goes unnoticed um at all okay if you guys did not oh i got a, i got a few text messages so i'm definitely about to get off if you guys did not catch the live this morning with Fono Fame and I, please make sure you do. If you want the uh the link to that, I did share it inside of my community feed where you could see Fame and I speaking about Hawaii, speaking about Oprah and the the takeover and the colonialism of that be a billionaires. Um please go ahead and check that out, okay? And make sure you're subscribed to his channel. Alright, shout out to people saying that the Patreon is awesome. I appreciate that. I really do for y'all promoting the Patreon. Um, running Patreon is not easy. All right. This will also be in audio form and it will be available on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, and listening notes. I love y'all. Y'all have a good night. All right. I gotta get my kid. I hear her playing around in here. So she's a little too lit. She's about to get her bubble burst because. Her ass is going to school tomorrow, all right? I love y'all. Y'all take care and y'all be well, all right? Peace.